0: Okay, so Parshas Nitzavim. Uh, Nitzavim is second shortest Parsha in the Torah, uh, behind only next week, which is VaYelech. Um, but certainly very heavy hitting. A lot of uh, key, powerful lines, uh, and certainly as we're holding here right before Rosh Hashanah, uh, so lots to talk about uh, with that as well. So let's, uh, let's uh, just quick recap. Basically, uh, if you remember last week, we finished off with the Tochah, more or less. So Nitzavim kind of continues with that. Uh, Kosh Barku tells them uh, there's a bris for everybody here there's a you know I may I'm making this with all of you and everybody who's coming after you which means us right us us Jews um, and, uh, that's the, that's the bris I made with Avram and Yaakov, right? Don't worship other idols, uh, the Avodah Zara, uh, is going to be really angry, right? And if, uh, if that continues and people in Eretz Yisrael don't do so well, so Hashem again will kick us out, destroy the land, right? Physically destroy the land with just like Sdom and Amora, uh, to the point where the Goyim come and say, man, what happened here? Um, and we'll talk about it in a second, but the simple pshat seems to imply that everybody will realize it's because Bnei Israel. Uh, didn't follow the Torah and and they got exiled. Um, afterwards, the Kosh Baruch Hu, uh, kind of says uh, you should you know. There's a whole paragraph where Paraglama talks about tshuva at the beginning that Hashem has kind of kicked this out of Eretz Yisrael. We should, we should do tshuva. Uh, there's a famous line, "Lo that this and we have to talk about what this is. But this is not in the sky. You can access it. It is accessible to you. It's possible. Don't don't distress. And then finally, the end of the parsha is Rebachart Rebachayim. Moshe says, "Right, I'm giving you a choice. There's life and death. There's good and bad, good and evil. And choose good. Right, choose choose good over evil. And that's the point of life. But okay, either way, let's let's uh, let's get to the the Devin Torah here. We always I mentioned we always read nitzavim. I don't know if I mentioned we we always read nitzavim before Rosh Hashanah. Um, the Gemara says in the end of Megillah uh, that Ezra said that that's uh, that's what we should do. Uh, the Gemara there says because we should the phrase is hashana vekil that we should end the curses and the year end the year with its curses. Uh, and then we should start a year uh, fresh, a fresh new, fresh new year. Um, so, and again, Joseph points out over there that, you know, if for whatever reason, Nitzavim had to be read together, you would split it and you would make sure to do Nitzavim before Rosh Hashanah, because these few curses that we find in Nitzavim, right, have to, you know, we want to get rid of them uh, before Rosh Hashanah. So there definitely are some curses at the beginning of the Parsha. Again, I, I kind of read off a little bit uh, of the, the 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 disaster that would await Amisol for not uh, following the Torah. Um, and there is a concept of Yisurim, of not Yisurim with an Aleph, but Yisurim with a Yud, which is uh, difficulties and pain and And suffering, etc. That unfortunately, right again, when you're holding by the end of the year, you look back and you kind of remember the big moments. And some of the big moments are great, and some of the big moments are unfortunately less than great. Um, And definitely, there is, you know, are there are those people who we can think of who had a really tough time at certain points of the year. But as Rav points out, Rav Melech points out, there is an encouragement that we can take from Yisurim uh, as well. Uh, and Rashi already quotes that uh, the first pasuk, right? It says, "Atem mayom kolchem You are all standing here, right? Is supposed to be uh, not uh, kind of like an encouragement, kind of like um, Kosh was saying, "Listen, you know, I just listed off all these crazy curses in last week's parsha, but you're all still here." Right. Everybody is still here. Don't worry. Uh, and just like you know, Israel in the future, unfortunately, will suffer tremendously. But Israel will always be standing. It will always be standing here. Right. So that's already Rashi is quoting the Medrash in the parsha. So first, that's A. B. And in a fascinating Rashi, he writes. Right. If you look at the, I don't know if you have the text in front of you, but but in Pasuk Yud Beis, he He writes, Right. <laughs> That the curses and the yisurim or the suffering and the curses, keep us going and stand us up in front of Hakosh Borahu. That the difficulties somehow prop us up. And how does that work? So the Chavitz Chaim writes in Shem Olam. Uh, he quotes the Grah, now, I don't know if this is, you know, I, I, I trust the two of them, I, I, I haven't seen this anywhere else, but uh, he quotes the Grah that says that without Yisurim we would not be able to stand in judgment because when we get up to Shemayim after 120, right, they, we're all going to be there ready for judgment and they'll throw down all the Mitzos and Averos on the scale and unfortunately, very likely, it'll be tilting in the wrong direction until a Kol will come out and say that, oh, where are all the Yisurim, where are all the sufferings, the difficulties that this person had in this world? And there, those you, that will immediately drop down on the mitzvah side, and, you know, those will atone for the averos that we had, and then, obviously, the, the scale will tilt in the right way, and we'll be whisked off uh, happily ever after. So, in our mindset, again, that's the Chavetz Chaim says, if for ch- uh, you see a person who's not doing so well, so... the Jewish approach to difficulty and suffering is that it offsets, right? It offsets in the future, right? All, all the difficulties that we have now, right, will hopefully, Mitzah Shem, offset, uh, you know, any any future poor and negative judgment that we may have. Now, to get to that point, to get to that level, to really have a true, you know, and view Yisurim and difficulties on that level, Right, that Koldei Shemayim. It's a very high level. It's very, very difficult. It's certainly when a person is going through it. Right. So, how do we even begin to start to get to that level? So, Melech quotes the Chaim again, uh, and obviously, as you might imagine, right, when a person works on his or her Satov, as they were they work on their Amuna and the Bitachon and the belief that Gamzulatovah, a person can get there. Or right? you can get there. Right. You see, we see people who are having, you know. Trials and, and difficulties, and yet we have this. They have this unbelievable midah to be able to thank Hashem for the kindnesses when hidden in the difficulties. Right? For example, just again, just in my own in my own life this year, Eitan ended up. Uh, you know, he's having issues with uh, with seizures, and Hashem, uh, Hashem did us tremendous I say, say all the time that it started up in the summer because if it had started up in the winter, when in the world would I have been able to take care of all this stuff? In the summer, I'm I'm pretty off. Right, I have work we have work to do whatever but uh, to prepare for the next year but in the summer I have a lot more time to take it to this doctor, take it to this appointment and, and, and deal with it. It's a tremendous chesed that Akash Baruch Hu did for us and he's getting there Baruch Hashem, and, and he'll be okay uh... but you know very often when you see someone going through a very difficult time those people are able to handle it and they're not handling I don't, well, maybe they can, I don't know, but they're able to find this silver lining right, if you go to a shiva house Right, often the talk of of how the person passed away is it, always a mention of some sort of chesed that who did for that person. Even if that person was sick for a very long time, you could always the, the people who are uh, available are, are often talking about the chesed and the way things happened uh, at the end. So people are able to see it. People are able to get there. Right, but I mean, obviously that's that's very high level uh, and that's very difficult. So, so how do we ourselves get there? But when we're maybe before we have, we're faced with some sort of difficulty, right? We should never see it. We should never have any yisurim whatsoever. But before we get there, how do we get to the level where if Rahman salan does happen, we're able to have the proper perspective? So Rambela quotes the first shalom of the Dumsko Rebbe, who he's fond of quoting. He said the pasuk says in our parsha um, that that the land is going to be destroyed right and they're going to be exiled um and uh the the goyim uh are going to say wait what's going on over here right, what what could you what, what what in the world happened here uh, i'm just trying to find the puzzle. if am what did god why did do that god do this afa is there this terrible anger what in the world uh is going on over here so the next pasuk seems to imply that bnei Yisrael will respond to them and it'll, they'll say, who's they? They will say, Pashim Right, either they'll say, or the goyim will say, right, it must be that because the Jews left the Torah, right, and and they violated this bris. Uh, and it goes off a, a couple of psukim, and later, and, and the last posuk in that kind of area, in that, that whole parsha, right, before we get to a break, before Perig Lamed, is, V'hamistaros right, a pretty Pretty well-known pasuk that the hidden things are for our Razos. and the things that are revealed are for us, right? What is it? so? How do you understand that pasuk? What do you, How do you understand what's going on? So the Dumska explains that the goyim are going to say, right, that all the yisurim are all the difficulties is because we left the Torah, but the Dumska Rebbe says, no, 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 the Jews are going to respond. That's not true. Because I because Akash right, the hidden things, the things we don't understand, that's coming from Akash Baruch. Hu. that that have the proper Amuna. We understand that Everything is, even though it's B'Toros nister, even though it's hidden from us, it's gamzul Tova. Even though everything is all evil and difficult and terrible, and really we understand that there's a purpose to it, right? and in the future everything will be revealed and we'll know it's for the best. Melech quotes the Zohar, that we're not supposed to look for reasons in the, in, in the hidden. Who can get to what Akash Baruch We can't really understand what HaKosh Baruch uh, is doing that's our belief system, right? Our belief system in in Utova, that to get us to the highest level, whether it's when Gershon who blesses us right from right with uh, millions of dollars or makes things a bit harder, everything right is so that we can co- become the ultimate version of ourselves. So the way we get to that level is to work on ourselves when things are good, right? And we talked about this throughout Sefer Dvarim, right? It's a theme that runs through Sefer Dvarim to work on ourselves when things are good. Right, when we have the bracha, that lacha, and, and yes, we're stressed a little, but like life is good, and we're happy, and we, and we have parnasa and, and there are no, no illnesses, lo that's how we get there. We don't get there. It could be that a person is thrown into despair, and then they're left to work it out, and whatever, and, and they'll get to that point. That's also very possible, but the best way for us to get to that level is to do it when we're not dealing with it. And when we're outside, when we talk about mrs Sharma right? when you're outside of a situation, when you can look at it from a third party, right, that you can look on your Emun b'tachon and the Gamzul Tova because you're in a good place, right? And you have a you have the mindset and you have the wherewithal to do it. And that's what Kash Baruch was looking for, right? He's waiting to see, right, how do you respond to the Baruchos that I'm giving you? Are you able to clear your head and really come to greater sense of Emun b'tachon, Or are you kind of, you know, throwing that money or time away at, at silly stuff, right? So... So that's 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 the goal. That's what, what we should really try to be focusing on. It, it, Rav Melech points out it's also evident in the Tefilos in Rosh Hashanah, right? When we say what do we say? We say Tshuva Tefilat Staka Mavirin Roah Roa ha'gzeira. right? We say a famous line after the right? Tshuva and Tefillah and giving Staka that gets rid of the evil decree. Now it doesn't. If you notice the language, it doesn't say at at It doesn't say get rid of the xera. It says get rid of the Roa Hagzera right, get rid of the badness of the decree, right, the evilness. Roa it doesn't say haraha it doesn't say, we're not trying to get rid of the, the gzairah, we're trying to get rid of the evilness of the gzairah. Meaning, if the gzairah did, we're davening to Hashem, listen, if I have to end up at the end of the year, right, let's say we do a whole did not the and at the end of the year, Hashem decides, you know, whatever, you're going to have $10,000 less in your bank account than when you started the year. Okay, so the, the tefillah is, the davening is that, Let's get rid of the roa. Let's get rid of the bad. So, because you can lose 10 grand by spending it on mitzvos, uh, on a simcha, uh, giving extra tzedakah, or chashon lo know uh, It could be a car accident. You have to fix your car. Someone can steal your credit card. It could be some other disaster. So the evilness of the decree is, is from our point of view. Meaning, of course, Baruch Hu is Tova. He's going to give us whatever we need to try and grow higher and higher. For whatever reason, he decides, again, in a silly example, that we need to have $10,000 less, to help us get higher and higher, fine. But we, ha- from our point of view, again, if you have the proper point of view, then nothing is evil, uh, and that's what we're davening for. We're davening for that a kodesh baruch should give us a sad yishtmaya to have gamzulatova. And, but also that the, the decrees that come out right, should be in uh, in in better ways, right? And and uh, not without yisurim, but in ways that uh, we can do mitzvos with the uh, and and you know it could, there could be a positive spit on it from our point of view uh, as opposed to a negative. Okay, let's let's move on a little bit further. I kind of went a little bit over what I wanted to kind of kind of uh, ad libbed over there at the end. But let's okay, let's stick to the parsha. Yeah, atem ni my uncle kolchem l'afnei Hashem alokechem. You are standing here. The first pause says, You are all standing here today, all of you, Lefnei Hashem Elokechim, in front of the Baruch And we've pointed out that the Bali Moser right, used these parshios to connect to the time of year. Right, and uh, even though the Pashah shot right, Moshe was talking to B'nai Israel in the desert, telling them, "Don't worry, the curses are intense, but you'll be okay." Right, still, obviously, we, we try and use that this is a message, let's say for right, erev Rosh Hashanah. Right, atem hayom You are all standing here in front of Hashem. Right, that implies, right that evokes an image right of Rosh Hashanah. Right? we're all standing in front of Hashem for judgment. Right? it. Basically, says as much. That the right? That the whole point of this uh, is to of Rosh Hashanah is to pass right before Hakadosh Baruch Hu in with this bris, with this uh, covenant uh, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu hopefully will take care of us as descendants of the Avos, etc., chosen nation. Uh, Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that uh, you know Amru right? That uh, you should say. Malchios, one of the Tzfilos we say on Rosh Hashanah is Malchios, right, to crown Akash Baruch in order that we should crown him, right, and it says the, the Morav Hashemesh that that's why we say Nitzavim instead of Omdim, right, Nitzavim is more like almost standing erect, almost like regal, right, if you can imagine like the guards, we just I don't know if you watch the the Leviah of, of the Queen, but all these people standing at attention, the guards who don't move at Buckingham Palace, right, that's, that's Nitzavim. Right? Omdim is like you're standing. But Nitsavim, Atam Nitsavim, Mayom Kolcham. We are all standing at attention, hands at our sides, right? right in front of Kosh Baruch Hu, in front of royalty. That's the image that kind of conjures up. And that's the point of, of Rosh Hashanah, right? To live our lives as Nitsavim, right? As if we're always uh, standing in front of the king. Right? You, you, you may have noticed that there's no vidu'i on Rosh Hashanah. If you haven't noticed, you, you might notice now. Right? There's no, we don't confess our sins on Rosh Hashanah, right? Because first, you have to have someone to confess your sins to. Right, you have to accept that Kosh Baruch Hu has to be your king, right? Before you confess your sins, it says Victor Miller, right? The first and main part of tshuva, right, is viewing a Baruch Hu as the Melech Machlaim and Right, if a person is unable to view the world from the point of view of Hashem Melech, then what's the point? Right again, it says Rishon Zalander says that, that it's very easy to say that Hashem is king over the world, nature, right, the birds, the earth. It's much harder to say that Hashem is king over me. Uh, and that's the main part. If a person can get to that point, so then everything else is details. That's what Victor Miller says. Right? Again, the uh, Rosh Hashanah has nothing to do with sins. Right? It has to do with the fact that we forget, or we make ourselves forget, that Akash Baruch Hu is the king. Right? That Hashem Melech. Right? If you would have that, if we, have, if we would have that single understanding throughout our entire lives, our entire lives would be completely different. And right? if Hashem Melech. So we finish the great Shuvah with a muna and a borei, Kosh kashbaru that it'll take care of us, right? With yom kippur, etc. But if we don't get to the point where a Shamelah right? So there's no point because then you know who's who? What are we even doing this for? And as you might imagine, right? As the shofar is is just part of that, right? Just like a trumpet announces announces a king, so too the shofar announces uh, kashbaru who's reign, right? We say Rav Sadigon writes that uh, we say Hayom Haras right? After the Shofar, the chauffeur that today is the Birthday of the world, okay. It's a, uh, it's uh, you know, maybe if, according to Chazal, maybe five days ago. Today was the day. Rosh Hashanah is the day that Adam Arishon was born, okay. But uh, Akash Baruch is literally recreating the world anew every single every single year, and that's the trumpets where the shofar blows the trumpets, announcing that Hashem Melech, that Kiviyachol, right? Akash Baruch who is, we're accepting Hashem. Uh, as king once again, and the goal is to continue that throughout the year. Rav right? writes that in the first brach of Shmona right? right? we say Melech Ozer u So if Pinchas writes that that is a sim, that should remind us of the Yom D'orayim, right? and we should think about the Yom D'orayim throughout the entire year. Melech is Rosh Hashanah. Ozer Hashem helps us during the service and made right? Moshe, right? Because he's close to us, he helps us do Chuva. Moshia he saves us on Yom Kippur, and Magain, he protects us. Right on circus. Right, if you could think about that every single time you daven, you can think of the Yom D'Oraim, you can think of the whole goal of Hashem Melech. Right, so then you'll have an a uh, you know a leg up and you'll be able to keep this mindset, right? Not just during you know the Yom Noraim and, and, and Tishrei, but throughout the entire year as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Another way to do this to keep this Hashem Melech kind of focus going, is not to focus on the Hashem, but uh, to focus on who Hashem is Melech over. Uh, and that's where Melech says that, uh, the Puzzle says At- uh, Atem Nitzavim Hayom kul That all of you, right, it doesn't say Atem Nitzavim Hayom, that you guys are standing here today. You are standing here today, all of you. Right? So that imp- that kind of evokes the messages, of the power of the Klal, of Klal Yisrael. Of I mean, the Goresh Baruch was making the promise to Am Yisrael, that Am Yisrael, even though there will be terrible tragedies, Holocaust, horrible, Inquisition, Crusades, Bnei Yisrael will will survive. It, there will be a chem, all of you, right, standing here today. Eventually, right, at any point. As right, so is a promised Amisra that will will be here. So we, that oh, it says Ramelech, you have to tap into the power of Amisra. Right? First Shlomo says, right? Again, Puzik says, the Chatsrozos called Shofar. Right? Hariu lefnei Amalech Hashem. Right? Hariu is in the plural. Right? We all together should blow the shofar. Right? And crown lefnei Amalech Hashem. We should crown Hashem King. Right? Pazik says again, famously, Mia Ishachavetz Chaim. Right? Who wants to live? So again, it's Farah says, Who wants to live on Rosh Hashanah? So, Netzor Meira. So, what do you do? You keep your mouth shut from speaking bad about other Jews. Su right? chuva, right? And Bake Shalom Fehu. Run after peace, right? Run after peace with your fellow Jews. And what he says is, Work on your Beidandam Lachavero. And that's something I just wanted to mention because I feel very often that in Rosh Hashanah time, the Bein Adam Lechavero gets neglected. Now, yes, I know we have to wish everybody, beg everybody for tshuva, get mechila, right? We send the texts in the WhatsApp groups, please forgive me for everything I've ever done. We put it on our statuses. Bein Adam Lechavero gets the shaft in, in Rosh Hashanah because we're rightfully, maybe rightfully so, I don't know, but rightfully so, but certainly we are concerned with our Bein Adam Lechavero. But our Bein Adam Lechavero is perhaps even more crucial. It's a fascinating comment to the Chachma. Fascinating, and he says we know that. Uh, well, well, also okay, we, we know that Rosh Hashanah is in Tishrei, right, right, which is after the summer, right? It says Meshuchakma. I don't understand. I would have probably, It says Meshuchakma. He would have. I would have made Rosh Hashanah uh, in Nisan. Why? Because if back in the day, if you look at the cycle of working in your field, right? Everybody had fields. That's where they got their. Produce and their parnasa, their livelihood from, right? They got their bread, right, from the fields. So in the winter, right, people are home, more or less, right? The, the, the ground is cold, there's not so much you could do in the field, right? the ground is frozen or cold or whatever, it's raining, right? So people are home more, they're learning more, right? They're probably with their family more, so they're working on themselves more. There's more mitzvahs going on, there's not so much, you know, pritzos, the, the weather is colder, the tzniyas is better. I would have said, said the Meshachachma, put Rosh Hashanah in, Nisan. Right, everybody spent the entire winter inside learning, doing mitzvos. Everybody will be good. So he says, no. But he says that's not what it, that's not what happens. Rosh Hashanah is in Tishrei, right after the summer, after people are out and working their field and out with the people who are dressed and, or not dressed, probably more accurately. So why is it then? So he says because the Gemara says in Bav a fascinating Gemara in Bav But Gemara beginning of Bav tells a story about Benyamin sadik not the Shevet, but this guy named Binyamin HaTzadik. He was a Gabbai tzdaka. He was in charge of giving out Tzedakah. Once a woman came to him and said there was a famine going on. And she said, I need Tzedakah. Give me some Tzedakah. Give me some support my family. So he sat there. He's like, I got, listen, it's a famine. People have no money. I got nothing. For, I got nothing. There's nothing in the Kupat tzedakah. There's nothing in the, in the Tome Cheshavis. There's no money. She said, Rabbi, please, I have seven children. We're going to die. So what the ha- Gemara says, he got up and he gave her tzedakah from his own money. Apparently he was a man of wealthy means. That very often happens, right? The people who are well off, right? They take her tzedakah. Great. Sometime later, sometime after that, uh, Binyamin HaTzadik got deathly ill. And the angel said to Kosh Baruch Hu, the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin that whoever saves one life saves an entire world. And this guy saved eight lives, right? The woman and all her kids. So immediately the Gemara says they tore up his gzardin, right? And he lived another 22 years. Says the Meshech I don't understand. This guy was called Binyamin Tzaddik. He was probably a decent guy. Right? He was probably a decent guy. Yet, what stood up for him at the at, at the point when he was being judged and and, and he was sick and he was probably going to die? What stood up for him? The time when he did Chesed, right? His Nothing else. Only his Bein al Says the that's why Rosh Hashanah is in Tishrei. Because even though the winter is filled with more learning and maybe more Frumkite, it's in the summer after the stalks of wheat had grown and people have you know, food and money and your field is full. <coughs> and only then people can do chesed with other people. You can give them the mitzvahs of the field, like at Shekhan Peah, you give that stuff to the to the poor, you can give more meister, you can give more tzedakah, um, and, uh, and says Ramelech, it's not only money. Right, because he says the Gemara says at the end of Sota, right, that Chesed is greater than Tzedakah in three ways. Right, first of all, it can be done with your body as, a, in addition to your money. It can be done with both rich and poor people. And it can be done with people who are alive and people who are dead. There's something called the Chesed Shalemes. So, B'edanam L'Chaviru gets lost in the shuffle in Yom Noreim. And it's really, if you go based on that Gemara above Basra, it's the B'edanam L'Chaviru that carries the day. So, we have to put a little bit more effort into B'edanam L'Chaviru. We have to make sure right, that uh, we tap into the power of the Klal, of Am Yisrael, right, through doing Chesed for other people. Right, That, that connects us to, to Am Yisrael. Uh, and gives us more schusim, and, and the schusim that matter, uh, apparently, based on uh, based on that gemara that we quoted. Okay, um, a little bit of vayter now. Uh, there are a lot, again, there are a lot of lines that you can really kind of harp on. Uh, one of them, most, I think, the most dramatic one in the parsha, <coughs> is a three-line or four pasuk series that I'll just read quickly, uh, and and we'll talk about it for a few minutes. Ki ha hazos, and that's what we're gonna to have to define. That's an important line. Uh, but this mitzvah says the Torah very ambiguously. Right? It's, it's, uh, it says, "Asher yom," that I am mitzvah, I'm commanding you today. Again, Moshe is talking to Am This mitzvah, which I am commanding you today, lo It's not hidden. lo ruchokahi. It's not far from you. Lo bashamayimhi. It's not in the sky. To say that to the point where you would have to send somebody up to the skies to get it and to teach it to us. It's not across the ocean. To, to say that to, that to the point where you would have to send somebody across the, the ocean and get it and bring it back. It is very, the matter is very, very close to you. It's very close to you. It's in your mouth. Bil it's in your heart. La so so, in order to do it. Right again, Etan Katz uh, has an amazing song. So what? So, first of all, first thing we have to say is, what's going on here? What are we talking about? What is this mitzvah that is not far from us, not in the sky, not across the sea, but very, very close for us to do? So, several opinions in the Rishonim. Rashi says it's lima Torah. Learning Torah, learning Torah is not in the sky. is telling B'nai Israel: it seems vast. It seems difficult, it's not. It's attainable, it's not impossible. The Ezra writes that we're talking about the mitzvos in general. Right? Yes, Ki means the general mitzvahs in general. Mitzvot sometimes seem impossible. Right? It's almost sometimes we look at Shuvah and we think, how could I ever avoid all the Averos? How could I ever do all the mitzvos? So Moshe is telling Bene Israel, it's not out of the question, it's not out of the realm of possibility. You might not get there tomorrow, right? But it's close to you. You can do it, you can handle it. But the Rabban says, you can just look for the last thing we mentioned in the Pasuk. That the last thing we got done finished with well, the last thing we finished talking about, the first ten Psukim in, in, in Paraglamid, is talking about the mitzvah of tshuva. It says several times, Shamatah kol Hashem, right? Do chuva. The last Pasuk we said. Listen before we started this whole thing. Listen to the, the voice of Hashem, do his mitzvos. Do tshuva. Says the Ramban, <coughs> Moshe is telling B'nai Yisrael, "Don't. this is not so hard. Tshuva is not that hard. Right? It's not in the sky, it's not across the, the ocean. It's close to you, in your hands. Right? It's able to do it. Uh, I think I forget who points out, but I think of Rav uh, It says that b'vicha in your mouth, b'levavcha in your heart, lasoso in your hands. Those are the three types of mitzvos that you have. You have, have mitzvos that you speak, right? You have like brachos. You have mitzvos that are b'levavcha in your heart, like davening to the shavaleif, and lasoso you have all the mitzvos right, uh, to do with your hands. Asrufchaim Shulevitz, I don't understand. So what the puzzle is telling, Moshe B'nai is telling Bnei Israel that chuva is not hard, right? It's not hard, right? If we're talking about chuva, that according to the Ramban, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. According to the Ramban, we're talking about chuva. and Moshe is saying it's not so hard. It's close to you. You can do it. It's not in the sky. What, Tshuva is not hard? Right? If it was so easy, everybody would do it. Right? Everybody would do it. What are you talking about? What do you mean, Chuvah is not hard? Chu is very hard. That's what, so, Rav explains that, yeah, technically, Chuvah is not hard. In truth, it's not actually hard. But, says Rav Chaim amazingly, amazingly insight, human nature is such is that people get used to their situation, right? as lousy as it is. Right? Just to, to illustrate, a person, let's say, I don't know, take a crazy example. A person gets thrown into jail in China. I don't know, whatever. Uh, shell shock, right? Sleeping on mud, cockroaches everywhere. You're in solitary confinement. G- absolute Gehenna, right? First day Gehenna, second day Gehenna, third day you can already stand it a little bit, right? By the fourth day, right? Maybe a little more. By the fifth day, you don't have anybody to talk to, but you start kind of like making friends with the roaches if you can use your imagination a little bit. Right? At least you have company. At least you have something living, moving around. They're not dangerous. Okay, a month in, an exterminator comes and kills all the cockroaches. That dude is going to be frantic. He's going to be heartbroken. Right, that's all the company that that guy had. Right, what was it? anybody ever see that that movie where uh, uh, where, where what's uh, Tom Hanks is like stranded on an island, right? And he makes friends with like the the volleyball. Right? the most heart wrenching moment of that movie is when the volleyball gets swept out to sea. Sorry, spoiler alert. Right? That is insane. What do you mean? Why? Who cares? It's a freaking volleyball. But yeah, it's it's it, that's what he got used to. That that was his company. That was he was used to. So a person gets very used to their situation. It's a natural tendency. Right? That's why you can see all these studies online. It's there's so much homelessness in America. It's hard to pull a person out of homelessness because at some point you get down into survival mode and you just get used to it and you get used to what you got and you're thinking about where your next meal is coming from. You're not thinking about more than that. You're just thinking of kind of like figuring out where you are at this, in this point in time and kind of getting there, getting to the next stage. Says Rav that's what people do with Tshuva, with their Averos, with their spiritual level. A person just gets used to it and doesn't see a need to pull themselves out of it. That says Rav brilliant insight. That's what Rav says is why Tshuva is so hard. Right? We are used to You know, scrolling through naked Instagram, or watching inappropriate Netflix, talking Lashon Hara, we don't even see a need to pull ourselves out of it. We don't even see the need for Tshuva. So when you hear speeches by Rabbanim, right, about Tshuva, myself included, when I hear speeches about Tshuva, I think, eh, I don't really need to get rid of my iPhone. If a person would be shown a true picture of themselves, really, where their true situation is... So maybe you'd feel differently, right? Again, that's Yishan, what we've been talking about. It's all connected, right? Pulling yourself, that's Nikiyah. pulling yourself out of the scenario and viewing it from <coughs> a third party. Well, if you'd show Rahman a homeless person, how bad they look, right? You've seen these, uh, maybe you've seen them. I, I've seen a couple of these videos that these people do, right? They give a homeless person a, a, a haircut and not to rip, I don't know why I'm ripping on homeless people. I mean, obviously it's a very difficult situation, but give them a haircut. Right? P- dress them up nice, and then show them a picture of where they were a day ago. So, yeah, maybe they'd agree to try and get a job and, and, and get off the street. Now, obviously, I don't I'm not trying to harp on this. But that's that's the idea, that people who are in their state, in their spiritual state, right, don't think, don't realize that they need to get out of it. Right, They just kind of get, it's a natural inclination to stay and just survive. So, says Chaim is not really all that hard. What's hard is to get yourself to a point where you see that it's necessary. Again, because if a person realizes they need some sort of procedure, let's say for an illness or an injury, so a person's fully on board. A person's fully on board, despite the possible and probable pain that comes along with it. So that's the trick. The trick is to be able to pull yourself out and see where you're holding and realize that there's so much more you could become if you just open yourselves up To the possibility of tshuva which literally means (coughs) returning to yourself with returning to yourself so that's the job that we have to do on our own it's not easy to do on your own right so it's definitely good to do with friends and do with a good chavra to go through a process of tshuva uh, and think about right how we can pull ourselves out of whatever situations we're in I just want to give a two-minute practical chuva guide. I'm not sure if anybody's ever done a chuva workshop with you. Um, we're going to do it for like two minutes. chuva um, is not just... I feel like a lot of, of us think that chuva is in our head. Like, okay, I'll decide to be better. Which is very nice. But there needs to be a practical application and a practical process, a physical process, of doing tshuva. The Rambam says that this is a mitzvah. Right, the, <coughs> excuse me. He keeps on saying that there's something we so we have we have things that we do we do vidui right we speak out our sins, but the Rambam also lists that there's a regret there's a commitment not to do it again etc. Right? You look in uh, the second paragraph of Hilchas Tshuva. So the Rambam seems to imply in, in Halakha Halacha of of, of Hilchas that the commitment not to do it again right seems to be the key right that the vidui and the gr- regret seems to be. A what they call it, a way to get to the commitment not to do it again. Now, how do you get to that physically? Right? Okay, you said Rosh Hashanah, I'm not going to do it again. Great. So, in two weeks from now, you're faced with the same exact situation, and all the inspiration is gone. So, you're back to square one. So, how does that work? So, just very quickly, I think if you have a piece of paper handy, or you want to kind of listen to the recording after you get a piece of paper, draw. A line, we'll do this for two minutes. Draw a line down the middle of the piece of paper. On the left side, always, when you do chesh benar nefesh, right, like we started with M'sil Sasharim, do chesh benar nefesh, when you start with this process, so it's super important to start with a positive. Nitzhah, <coughs> <coughs> I just want me to spit it out, <coughs> because this is so crucial. Baruch Hashem. Take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On the left, you write the positives. Right, positives at the top. You pick three things. Three things that you were exceedingly proud of that you accomplished this year. I'd imagine if you spend five minutes, you can come up with 10 or 15 things. Start with three things you were exceedingly proud of. They should be one easy and two difficult. One easy, uh, I washed before Hamotzi this year. Amazing. Great. Two difficult things that you accomplished. Also great. Then go to the right side. And this is stuff you're going to work on we're not going to write negative we're going to write not yet positive okay not yet positive on the top uh and we're going to list one thing that you struggled with that theoretically you think should have been easy for you to do let's use the same example maybe you didn't wash before homozi so okay so you're going to try and you going to write that and then you're going to pick two hard things that you didn't weren't so successful with this year uh but you think that they're, they're very, very hard for you to overcome. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna plan out a method of attack on the two hard things. You can start with one of them. Let's say number two, the second one that you pick, and again, you do this on your own. I, I don't expect you to be doing this as I'm talking, but take the, the first hard thing that you picked on the right side, on the, on the not-yet-positive side. So let's say, <clears throat> I don't know, let's take an example of uh, eating trafe. I'm trying to not try to try not to insult people, or, or let's say, uh, speaking uh, lashon hara. So let's do and hara because everybody the Gemara says everybody does lashon hara. It's very hard to stop saying and hara. If you would say, okay, I'm not saying and hara from now or forever, that would be ridiculous, right? Unfortunately, we're we're not able to do that. So you have to. What you do is you plan a a method of attack. You start by saying, you know what? I'm going to listen to less Lashon Hara. <coughs> How do I do that? Well, we don't realize, but when we scroll through our, our phones and we watch thousands of video clips, we're inevitably hearing Lashon Hara. Right? I used a friend, to use a boy example, all of Sports Talk Radio is Lashon Hara. They're all just yelling at the players. So inevitably, when you scroll through Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, some of your clips are going to say are going be of ye- talking badly about someone. So we're going to cut out those 30 second clips, right? We're going to try and say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to Hara on TikTok. That's step one. Step two, that you, uh, sorry, that's step one. You're going to do that for a week. You're going to focus on that for a week. You're going to think about, oh, you're going to scroll through TikTok and when you'd be like, oh, that's Leshinahara, and you're going to scroll off it because the less you put it into your brain, the less it, it affects you. Now, now it's front and center in your brain. That's that You can do that for a week. After a week. You're going to see how you're doing. And if you struggle with that, you keep on doing it for another week. If you think that you did well, so then you move on to step two. Step two is now you're going to start to see less and Hara. Right? You're going to try and have less and Hara in the longer videos that you watch. Let's say uh, the movies or, or the, the YouTube clips or whatever it is. Right? You're going to extend it. You're going to just do a little bit more, a little bit more. Right? Then if you accomplish that, then you're going to move on to maybe phone calls. Or personal discussions that you uh, that you have or you can move on to the comments in the Instagram pictures or whatever but you're gonna just move step by step and decrease the amount of Lashon Hara that you have around you and eventually again we can talk more detail I'm just using this as an example that eventually you'll get to the point where now you've been thinking about not saying Lashon Hara for two weeks three weeks a month two months now, all of a sudden, it's front and center in your brain. And now you're going to start hearing Lashon Hara and be like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. And all of a sudden, not speaking Lashon becomes easier. <clears throat> not speaking Lashon becomes something you're sensitive to. And when you hear Lashon you're going to be like, how could you be saying that? That's Lashon I don't want to hear what that other person talks to, said about me because now you've been working on it. If you build the baby steps, that's how you do Tshuva. It doesn't happen this week. Right? Rosh Hashanah is the first day of the year. It's not the last Right? We're planning for the future. So, if you take this <coughs> whole process and you can eventually get to the point where you can actually work on those hard things that you were struggling with beforehand. Okay, I hope that wasn't really too fast. Uh, we can definitely speak about it at another time. Uh, but I wish everybody uh, and I guess the next year will be next Thursday uh, for Parshas Vayelech. Um, and be in touch. I'll speak to you guys soon. I'll, all the pleasure. My pleasure. All the best. Take care. Be all good. Thank you. Bye. Adios. Take care. <clears throat>